Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you have chosen to click play on this podcast. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope today's talk encourages you. Hey, welcome everybody. Really, really good to see if you're watching online. So glad you're joining us too. Uh, or if you're watching Catch Up um, also during another part of the week. Uh, welcome to Summer Jams. Music has this brilliant ability to be able to create emotions within us. Uh, we can often link certain songs with certain memorable moments within our lives too. Uh, and so whenever I hear the cause singing Runaway, I think of dating my wife and our first little holiday abroad together. You know, some of you will have certain songs. If you're a married couple, you might have certain songs which are very special to you. Um, there might be other songs which you look back in your experiences of life, and there's, there is, it's almost like there's a theme tune to the event that took place because it links so strongly with music and, and with a song. And summertime has to be the best time that you wind the windows down, you put the music on full, and you start to cruise the lanes. The village lanes. Uh, and so this music is blaring out. Uh, and, and that could be some of the greatest summer songs of all time. So it could well be the Beach Boys, Surfing USA. I mean, you can't beat that. For a summer feel, that is just such a class. I don't care if you're 20. It is still one of the best songs back from 1963, which is only three years before I was born. Anyway... Um, you've got, you can come much more recent to um, the kind of Castle on the Hill, the Ed Sheeran, or you can go to the song which we were hearing just a little while back, Summertime, by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Anyone remember what year that was? Have a guess. 83! No, 91. Anyway, uh, thank you. It was a good attempt. It was a good attempt. Summertime, time to sit back and rewind. Come on, just very quickly, if you were to put a record on, put a, not a record, put a, some music on in your cup, that really is dating me, isn't it? Um, uh, if you were to do that, come on, what song would you play in your car with the windows wound down? Tell the person next to you, come on, very quickly, what is your summer song? Okay, let's just very quickly find out then. We'll find out who chose a song from the 60s. Put your hands up. Who chose a song from the 70s? Yeah, I put my, I put my hand up for that one. Mr. Blue Sky, can't beat it. Okay, um, 80s. 90s. 2000s. That's right, yeah. Two. Two people here from the 2000s. Okay, what was the song? Spice Girls. Oh, my life. Right, anyway, we'll recover from that very, very quickly. And no, I know, it, it was big. It was certainly big. Well, look, what we're doing this time, this um, August, is that we are looking at some summer jams, some songs, and we're going back in time. We're going back in time about 3,000 years uh, to a selection, a playlist of songs which have been put together, 150 songs in this playlist, which have been recorded for us um, so that... 
Uh, we are able to engage somehow in learning something new about God, something new about life, something new about ourselves. And it's not found in uh, Spotify, it's not found in iTunes, it's found right at the very centre of our Bibles. And these Psalms are brilliant because they, they express emotions that all of us feel at various times. So we can feel incredibly low and you will find a song that fits with your low experience. You can feel incredibly angry and frustrated and really want to get your own back on someone. And you can find a psalm where someone expresses very vividly how they want to get their own back on their enemies. And you'll have others where just the excitement of life or great things happening, which just lift your heart and lift your spirit. And so these collection of songs have been so significant and so special for so many people. And that's why we're looking at four of them just over these next four weeks. And we're going to start with the first song uh, that focuses on this. It focuses on how to live your best life. Because all of us want that, don't we? All of us want to be able to live our very best life. And if you were to search on the internet and to see what does it have to say about living your best life, do you know what? Um, Someone worked out that if you Google live your best life, there are six billion links in the search engine. There you go. So there's a bit of advice there. If you go on Instagram and just type in this, live your best life, hashtag live your best life, you find two million posts. Everyone has something to say about the best way to live our lives. Social media, if you use social media, you will know that on the whole, it's... Living your best life is, is finding the most beautiful place and taking a photo of it. It's doing something adventurous abroad, is living your best life. Your best life will involve beautiful ladies and, and chiseled men. That's where you find your best life. This is the best that comes with me, I'm afraid. Sorry. You see, that's what culture says about living our best life. Culture defines it in these kind of little short sayings. They're very, very twee, very trite at times. So here we go. Here's a couple uh, that you can find on the internet. Live the life you love and you'll love the life you live. Smooth. I can't see too many inspired by that one. Okay, you can be what you want to be. If you can dream it, you can become it. Now, you see, that sounds so positive and so good. And that is the wonderful world of Disney. That is not real life. You can imagine and dream for whatever, and just because you dream it, it doesn't mean that it becomes who we are. So how can you and I choose or, or, or live our best life when it doesn't link with a Disney-style version? Well, it isn't about dreaming or choosing a dream of something or, or inspiring or aspiring to become something or someone. It's actually about making a choice. And it's about making choices. And sometimes those choices are going to be tough choices in order to live the best life. So if there's one thing that I want you to go away today with, I want you just to hold on to this little phrase. This phrase says this, the choices that you make today will shape the stories you tell tomorrow. The choices you make today will shape the stories you tell tomorrow. A man called Stephen Covey, who wrote a book called um, 
the Seven Habits of uh, Highly Effective People. It was uh, such a big seller uh, in the 90s. Uh, he wrote these words. He said this, every human being has four endowments. In other words, four gifts that are given to us. Self-awareness, conscience, independent will, and creative imagination. And these give us the ultimate human freedom to do three things, to choose, to respond, and to change. Now, in life, there are so many things which we can't choose. There are things which just happen to us. But we can choose how we respond. We can choose to change. And you're living the best life is all about choosing well. So we're going to come on to this first song in this song playlist of 150 songs. And it starts with this. Happy are those who. That's how it starts. Happy are those who. If you ask people what they want from their lives or for their children, it's nearly always as long as they're happy. They can make what choices they want, but as long as they're happy, all of us crave to be happy in life. There was a, um, a YouGov poll commissioned by the Action for Happiness, uh, and it was quite amazing, really, that 87% of UK adults said that they would prefer a society with the greatest overall happiness and well-being rather than the greatest overall wealth. 8% of people went for wealth. 87 went for happiness and well-being. And throughout this survey, they looked to see, was it difference when it came to gender? And no. Was it difference when it came to age? And it was no. Was it different if it came from culture, whether it is even from north and south of Britain? No. Exactly the same all the way across. People are desperate to be happy. And yet happiness is so elusive. If you were around just a few weeks ago, we did a series called The Comparison Trap. And it's so easy to get locked into. If I had what they had, then I would be happy. If I lived in the house where they lived, I would be happy. If I were married to that person, then I would be happy. And we find ourselves comparing so often. Happy are those who live the Instagram life who live in beautiful, far-off places, who work hard at being beautiful. And if only it were that easy. Happiness is never found by pursuing it. You can pursue happy moments, but those don't give us a lasting happiness that we long for. So what is it that you and I can pursue that will bring happiness to us? Well, what does the song have to say? Happy are those who, who what? Who reject the advice of evil people, who do not follow the example of sinners, or join those who have no use for God. There you go. You were expecting something a little bit different, maybe so, thinking what's going to be happiness? And it starts off so blooming negative, doesn't it? You just look at that. Happy are those who, who don't do this and who don't do that and who don't do something else. It sounds so, that's typical, isn't it? You come to church to be cheered up and it starts off with it being negative again. The writer comes on to the positive in a moment, but he's highlighting our first choice. 
And if you and I want to live the best life, if we want to discover what happiness is in life, sometimes we have to say no to something in order to say yes to something better. Do you know what? That is so true for sporting heroes. They they learn to say no to certain things in order to say yes to something better. Three weeks ago, I was speaking here, and it was the uh, Cricket World Cup final where England were playing against New Zealand. And uh, it was a very frustrating day for me because I was speaking here. I was out. I had a lovely lunch, but I was out for lunch. There was no signal, so I didn't know the score. And, uh, and then I had to speak at Thurston. Got to the end of Thurston service, and I chatted for a few people with a few people, and I thought, right, I am bombing it home now. So I legged it as fast as I could back home, ran into the house, put the TV on, eight overs to go. It was so exciting. It was honestly, I was so nervous as I was. I started doing press ups. I started doing anything just to try and really, honestly, I did. I was so wound up and so nervous. And it was got it getting down to the last over. And we had to get 15 or 16 off the last over. Ben Stokes was there. Some of you will have watched it. It was incredibly exciting. And it got down to the last ball. The last ball. England needed two runs to win the World Cup. If they got out, if they didn't score a run, they would lose New Zealand. If they got one run, it would go to a super over, which hardly ever happened happens in cricket. I'll tell you, it was so tense. Got to the last over and our doorbell went. <laughs> and so I just said, Sarah, Sarah, it got so exciting. Sarah, my wife, was even come around and was sitting watching it with me. She said, it's okay, it's okay, I'll put it on pause. So she put it on pause because we were watching it on Sky. And, um, and I went to the door and a lady was there saying that one of our neighbours had died and she stepped into the house for 25 minutes. <laughs> 25 minutes I was being nice. 25 minutes. Honestly, I stood up several times. Well, I'll see what I can do about that. But nope, she wasn't moving at all. Uh, And so eventually, after 25 minutes, she made her way out. And I jumped back into the seat. And I pressed play to to watch the last ball. And it didn't work. It didn't work. And I pressed it and I pressed it and it still didn't work. And then I realised country file had started and someone in our house was recording it, which meant that I could no longer hit live play. So I had to come off that to then go to watch. I'd missed the last ball. I'd missed the whole of the England innings of that next over. And I was sitting there thinking, what the heck is going on here? Honestly, it drove me mad. This is therapy. Sorry, this is just therapy for me. Okay. But I was so excited at the end, so excited. Again, just the run out right at the very end. And to see the England boys holding up the cup the first time that we had won it after so many years of trying, honestly, I could have cried. I was so excited. I'd finally forgiven the person who had come round. <laughs> but these guys here are living in the reward of saying no in order to say yes to something better. Because these guys have worked so hard. They have given up on on fast food. They have worked to a very specific diet. Uh, They have gone out for runs. They have gone out to training when they haven't felt like it. They have said no to late night parties. They, they, They have turned down so many things, so much family time. Why? It's because of that. Because they wanted to say yes 
to something that would be better. That's what the songwriter is stressing when it comes to this psalm. That if we want to live our best life, there are some things we must choose to say no to. And one of those things is bad advice. In other words, the psalmist is saying, be careful who you listen to. Because all of us are influenced so much by other people. We are influenced by the media. We're influenced by the culture around us. And we're bombarded by advice of how to live, how to dress, how to spend our money, how to get fit, how to lose weight, how to parent, how to find a partner. We're encouraged to fit in. We're encouraged to do what everyone else is doing. We're encouraged just to follow the crowd. And that's such a strong pull. Because we all want to belong. We all want to find people. um, So we all want to be accepted. We all want to be liked. And it's so easy just to get sucked into a lifestyle that's about pleasing others. That's about fitting in. It's about having stuff. It's about looking a certain way. And have you ever stopped to ask yourself, who's influencing me the most? Just, just right now, in your mind, who's the person or who is it that is influencing you the most at the moment? And then ask the question, are they really wise? Who is it that you listen to? Who do you go to for advice? Who do you follow on social media as role models? Who is it that you're trying to please? Who do you find that will tell you what you want to hear rather than bring a challenge to what it is that you're doing. Honesty, you have to ask, are you happy with your choices? See, the songwriter says you've got to choose carefully, choose wisely, because that advice will lead you down a path that will either lead to life or it will lead to disappointment. And I am so grateful for the wise people in my life who don't just say what I want to hear. (laughs) I wish they would at times, but they don't. But they will challenge and push me, push me to respond better, push me to make better decisions. And I know the wisdom of the words of of this song. It's why we want to promote groups and why we value groups so highly within the life of the church. These smaller gatherings, these gatherings that meet for 10 months where relationships are built and ideas are shared and advice is given and learning from each other, learning together. Do you know what? Being part of a group is never easy, but it's a great place to learn, and it's a great place to grow. And I wonder how many broken people there are because of being influenced by the wrong crowd, chasing happiness in the wrong place, because of following the wrong advice, because of desperately wanting to fit in and hanging out with the wrong people. Do you know what? Um, uh, I refer to him so often um, because I am so impressed by him. But my friend Nathan Denniston, when you listen to him tell his story, that his life of drugs, of alcohol, of theft, of violence, of gangs, what I hear every time he talks is the wrong crowd, the wrong advice, the wrong influence, the wrong choices. And it ended with that poor guy just having... A broken life. See, happy, happy are those 
who reject the advice of evil people, who don't follow the example of sinners, or join in with those who have no use for God. It's painful. It happens to people all the time. Why? Because the choices you make today will shape the stories you tell tomorrow. And maybe for one of us or a few of us here, that is us. Maybe we're stuck in a life made up of poor choices, of wrong influences. Listen, there is still hope. There is a positive that the songwriter brings because he hasn't finished yet. The songwriter then becomes more positive in his approach. Next word is a brilliant word. He says, instead. Instead, it's a great word. In other words, he's saying there is another way to find happiness, a positive, proactive way to live life to the best. This is what he writes. Instead, they find joy in obeying the law of the Lord, and they study it day and night. So happiness comes from obeying rules and Bible studies. Yo, let's all get excited. <laughs> Look, before you dismiss it, recognize this, that happiness is found within boundaries. It might not seem very appealing, but actually it's true. If you want to have a happy marriage, there are boundaries to creating that. You cannot do whatever you want, whenever you want to, with whoever you want to. You see, to build a happy marriage requires choices. It requires faithfulness and trust and communication and exclusive love. And a happy marriage requires sacrifice, putting the other first, believing the best in the other person. And do you know, so many people don't choose a happy marriage because they don't choose the things that create a happy marriage. They don't choose to stay within the boundaries. It's why there is so much pain in family life. And the songwriter here says that happiness is found in a relationship with God and living within the boundaries of that relationship. You just think about it. Every relationship has unwritten rules. It just does. If you want to have a really good friendship, you don't speak badly about your friend. You don't talk behind their backs. You'll keep in contact. You'll hang out together whenever you can. Those things are what help to build a friendship. Now, the friendship is not about the rules, but the rules are there to help the friendship work. So when the writer of the Psalms wrote these words, instead they find joy in obeying the law of the Lord and they study it day and night. They're hitting upon something really important. Jesus was once asked, what's the greatest commandment? What, what's the... Tell us, what's the most important thing for us? This is how he replied. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. To love God means to love the one who made you. You know... God is a creator God. He has created you and me. He's created us unique. He's created us with immense value. And so he knows how we function best. And when we step outside 
of functioning best, functioning in the way that God intended us to, things go wrong. Now, I was deeply disturbed the other week when I discovered that some of our staff have been playing cricket in the office. I know. I was very disappointed, and there is evidence for it as well, because they used a bin as a wicket, and the bin got smashed. You want to know where your offering goes? (laughs) The bin was not designed, Ben, to be a wicket. (laughs) The bin is designed to put rubbish in. Yes? Broken stuff because it's not used in the right way. Anyway, that's the end of that one. We won't go there uh, anymore. To love God means to love the one who's made us, who knows how we best function. The God who I just love this in this new song. I just had to quickly write it down. God is madly in love with you. We've sung it loads of times. We're going to sing it again in a minute. I love that. To love a God who is madly in love with you. The God who has forgiven you. The God who gives you life. The God who gives us peace and hope and purpose. God is madly in love with you. And he calls us to say, then love me back. How can we love him? Well, it's by opening our hearts to him to get to know him, to understand him. Understand what he's done for us. Helen prayed about how we've sung about the the death of Jesus, the way in which he died in order that all of our failure, all of our sin has been dealt with so that we can be free to have a relationship with God. That's the power of Jesus. Jesus has demonstrated God's love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It means to love God. But also we need to love others, which means putting other needs before ourselves. It means guarding what we say. It means respecting and valuing other people. It means upholding justice. It's not hating, but it's forgiving and it's kindness and it's patience and it's gentleness towards each other. Oh, I tell you, when we start doing that, when we love God and we love others, boy, do we find a contentment and a happiness in life. And it says this, it picks up on this, that it says that we should study it day and night. If you just go on to the next slide. I've got a little picture there. Just um, last week, I went to see one of my old school friends. He's uh, a farmer up in Scotland, and um, uh, he's got a whole lot of dairy cows. So it was lovely just to be, because I grew up with dairy cows, so it was lovely just to smell them. Oh, it was so good. Uh, But just, just looking at the cows, they just... They don't live an exciting life, I'd have to say that, okay? Because they just stand there and they chew gum. Have you noticed that? They just chew all the time. They don't chew gum, of course they don't. They chew the cud. And this idea is this, is that they eat some grass, and because, unlike you and I, they have four stomachs or four aspects to a stomach. And so they will eat the grass, uh, they will chew it, they will swallow it, and then once the kind of the acidy uh, inside that first stomach, they then bring it back into their mouth. Are you feeling a little bit sick now? And then they chew it all over again. And then it goes back into another part of the stomach and then ah. In other words, it's their way. That they, they ruminate it. They allow it just to keep going round and round and round. 
And what's, what is here? Sometimes um, in some of the other versions, it talks about that they meditate on it day and night. It's ruminate. It, it's, it's, it's hearing it once, but then it's going back and it's exploring more and it's kind of meddling in it to see what, what about this? What about that? So what does it mean to love God for you? What does it mean to love others for you? Well, it's found. God's, God's laid it out for us. God's laid it out for us in this book called the Bible, uh, which is actually a collection of 66 books. And within that, we can explore how we can love one another, how we can, really do, how we can love those that we, we really don't like, how we can love those who have hurt us. We can explore it as, as we delve and we ruminate within that. The writer is saying that happiness is found. In fact, cows are happiest. If you want to know whether cows are happy or not, it's whether they're sitting there chewing or standing there chewing. It's a sign of health and happiness for them. And the writer is saying that happiness is found in having a right relationship with God and chewing what it means to love God and to love others. Again, groups, Sundays, can help so much with that. It can help us connect with other people and keep the conversation going throughout the week. And as a result, I want to invite the band just to come back to do the final song, if that's okay. What's the result? This is what the result is. These people who reject, but who choose to obey and to ruminate on what God is saying. They're like trees that grow beside a stream that bear fruit at the right time and whose leaves don't dry up. And they succeed in everything they do. In other words, it produces a grounded, strong person who's refreshed, and who demonstrates the fruit of his or her relationship with God. Which means that when storms and when tough times come, they still stand strong. The roots are firm. And the fruit is that they become more loving and more compassionate and more kind and more gentle and more faithful and more self-controlled. You want to live a life well lived. I know you do. Because I do too. And this summer jam helps to give an answer. Let me remind you again of just that little phrase that I want you to take away. The choices you make today will shape the stories that you tell tomorrow. Don't tell broken stories tomorrow. Be wise. Be wise. Step away from bad advice and bad company. Step into a relationship with God through Jesus who said this that I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. Ultimately, our happiness and a life well lived is found in a relationship with Jesus. So begin to work out for yourself and with others what it means to love God, what it means to love others, because the answers and the principles are found in the word of God. So get ruminating. I just, you never thought you'd come to church and hear that word, would you? ruminating but honestly chew on it chew on it and find the truth that's there can I ask that we stand Father I thank you that you give us songs in the Bible that that help us to find life and discover more about you Lord help us to step away from bad advice help us not just to go for people pleasers help us to, to, to invest in wise company not foolish company But Lord, most of all, would you help us to love you, to discover a living relationship with you through Jesus? Would you help us then to work out what it means to love you fully with our lives and to love one another fully 
with our lives too. Lord, that's where we find happiness. That's where we find peace. We find life. So help us to run after it. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so please check us out on social media at Forge Church and check out our website, forgechurch.com, where you can give financially, watch new content and see any details of events we have going on here at The Forge. See you next week.